Thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, The Limitlist. The Limitlist takes all the hassle out of planning meals while helping you stick to your budget. The team plans your meals and releases a shopping list for you every week so that you are avoiding unnecessary purchases and wastage. There are three different menu options to choose from each week for two or four people. If you're keen to try The Limitlist and keep a healthy lifestyle and budget, use the code 1UP O-N-E-U-P to get 50% off your first month. I'll have their website in the show notes. Thanks so much to The Limitless for supporting the podcast. Let's get on with the episode. Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Today I have Sam Peed here from Simple Studios. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about the journey of Simple Studios but also about Sam and how she's managed hurt and adversity through her business journey um, which now surrounds passion and purpose and I've been watching her for a little while now and it's always been really exciting to see your development so I'm really glad that I get to sit down with you and have this chat today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for this. How are you? Oh, no worries at all. I'm so good. I'm so good, thank you. Um, And I think that a really good place to start for those who don't know much about Simple Studios is just what is it and what's like the purpose or the driving force behind it? Uh, so Simple Studios is a concept store selling a range of high-quality handmade products by women and for women. The purpose and passion for me behind it is really in trying to empower women to value themselves and the products and and what they create and also how we can sort of build and diversify our businesses in a long-term sustainable way. However, that like may look it's definitely something I'm learning and evolving as I go if you could put the purpose or the driving force behind why you do simple studios into one sentence what would that be one sentence of why I do simple studios I'm so passionate about women having confidence and really seeing um, the value in creative industry I guess of what they make and create because yeah I guess speaking from like my own experience that's where I really didn't value myself and the work that I was creating from the get-go so I really want to be able to kind of build a platform and a community where I can kind of encourage that from the get-go. Yeah I think that's super special and we'll get into a bit about like that kind of journey in a second but originally Simple Studios was Simple Prints and what was the transformation to Simple Studios like? Was it quite natural? Did that come with a bit of um struggle um yeah so the the transformation from simple prints conceptually came quite like naturally and organically but tangibly I guess I definitely have learned what not to do and how not to I guess sort of rebrand and change a name of a business and I think what I learned the most from that so When I started Simple Prints, I started back in 2018 at university. um, Yeah, that's right. And it was sort of like a side hustle. I was trying to like really build that. I guess I was kind of living a lot to society's expectations of trying to make as much money and be as busy as possible because that's kind of what I Mm. thought the perception of what success looked like at the time. And so Simple Prints back then, like it was something that wasn't kind of at the forefront of my passion 
and what I was really, really focused on. It was definitely for the intention of just making money fast, but also enjoying the creative aspect. The transformation from Simple Prints to Simple Studios came, I guess, quite organically and from a lot of I guess life experiences and lessons and so that's where I started thinking oh it would be really cool if other women could have a platform where all of this side of business was already figured out for them and then like they had that platform to kind of expand their business and then they could focus on working outside of their business because I I hear a lot of the time that we do end up spending a lot of time in business rather than working on our business So that's where like the first kind of concept came from. Growing up, I had always sort of been told that studying anything within the creative industry, so like design and all those sorts of things, that that wasn't really a realistic career choice money-wise and it was never going to make me enough to live and, you know. And so I'm a bit of a rebel and I didn't really kind of agree with that too much. But to a degree, I did still, I guess, listen and think subconsciously doubt myself so I went on to study landscape architecture because that at least it was creative but it did still kind of have a bit more guts to it I guess was what I thought at the time the biggest thing that's influenced everything was Simple Studios was um, we unexpectedly lost mum in our first lockdown here that put life into perspective for me really really quickly and the realization that uh, life can just change in an instant like that and then at the time I was working in corporate I was feeling pretty undervalued I wasn't really heard or I wasn't supported after the loss of mum and I don't know I just it it just felt like I wasn't really supported in what I was going through and it was kind of like just put on a face and seem like everything's okay when in reality I just lost my biggest supporter so losing mum actually really did give me the confidence to kind of actually just back myself and take a risk and pursue Simple Studios, which I knew I actually wanted to do from the beginning. But I guess I kind of took the safe option of going and getting a a corporate job. That is such a common kind of thought process as well when it comes to work and the the corporate world it's like you want to mix your passion with what is going to be accepted by society as the most I guess respected option and I can definitely completely resonate with why you would have gone down the route of landscape architecture in that sense and to then not be supported through the loss of your mum as well is kind of just another reflection of corporate and probably like society in general's way of prioritizing that shit over like real life yeah I think it was like what I learned and I and I don't expect that all in like corporate environments are like what I experienced but my experience is obviously all I know but it Mm -hmm. seemed like productivity was priority and that was key and no matter how you were feeling or you know what was going on in your personal life those two things had to keep very separate Mm -hmm. and I'm a pretty open book like I will tell you anything and everything if you ask and so that's what I really struggled with going into corporate it was kind of like I was two different people yeah in my personal and in and then in my corporate life and that's yeah 
I can completely relate to that. Like I feel I was the same too, but it's kind of the culture that that world supports and encourages and it's no one's fault necessarily, but everyone still takes part in it and supports it by just being a part of that culture and it can end up yeah affecting people extremely negatively as you would have experienced yourself and I know now like a lot of those experiences have led to you having this real passion for women in general women supporting women are there examples within your corporate experience or I guess things you took out of that that have driven you not only in the business now but in life generally outside of that I think a lot of women supporting women definitely came from I guess the inequality I I experienced at my corporate job Mm. Um, and then when I sort of started to speak up about it it was kind of it kind of made it even more obvious and evident also it comes from my own lack of confidence in myself and my experience through undervaluing and undercharging my like skills and work that i do and did with simple prints at the beginning what do you think would be a contributing factor that maybe you're even bringing in through simple studios that would help to solve this issue of women undervaluing themselves or at least contribute to some kind of way to make it better I guess it's a good question what what would your view be on that like what do you think about that I think it's hard because I think there's so much we can do that ultimately sometimes we're limited in how far we can get because of things that happen outside of our control like take the corporate world for example like we can kind of put our foot down and be as strong as we want but then there'll always be those sort of opposing forces kicking back and I I feel like it takes a community to make change and awareness and yeah continuing opening up conversations and doing what you're doing providing platforms and accessibility for these sorts of things for women in general for it to then become commonplace and not as much of a rarity as it has been I agree and I think that's probably why I'm doing it in sort of this collective sense because like now that I've started to really reach out to other women and I've talked to Um, some incredible women who have just offered their time up to me to you know give me advice and let me in on what they've learned and stuff like that and so I think it just has naturally shown to me that so many women are out there willing to pass on like their knowledge and what they've learned to to the next generation and and us and and I think as we continue it just it's just getting more and more of an open conversation and it's just becoming something that's that is just gonna build that equality eventually and yeah I think it's just like you say it's raising awareness and keeping those conversations going and making sure that we we are supporting each other as much as we can. I hope in time you know things develop especially in that corporate world sense because I guess I go on about this a little bit because I've experienced some of it you've experienced a lot of it and then a lot of women and even men talk to me about it in the dms of instagram about what they've sort of experienced and how there's just overall just a lack of empathy when it comes to a lot of workplace culture uh, whether corporate or not and i think what will fix a lot of these cultural issues especially in workplaces is increased 
empathy that everyone's just another human, you know, everyone's got their own shit going on. And it sounds cliche, but it's actually hard to do in practice because people are stressed out. They've got things on, they've got deadlines. If they can't rely on you, then it's going to affect what they have going on on the other end. So it's all good and well to, to say you'll be empathetic, but often not a lot of people do it. And I think finding ways to support people and to make it work while still getting things done like you touched on before being productive which seems to be the key focus if we can do that then that could change so much I've got a friend Bridget Watson have you heard of trusting vulnerability yeah that sounds really familiar actually so she's doing really cool stuff in the workplace where she's providing sort of like workshops to open up these conversations in the workplace and and actually have how how we begin to have more open and honest conversations with our colleagues. Yeah. And I, I think it's really important and cool and really cool work to be doing. And so it's nice that there are lots of these sorts of things already happening. Like I think there is so much that can be done and will be done for our environments, our corporate environments and workplaces. I definitely learned a lot from my experience. Like it, it, it gave me a lot of resilient but the biggest thing I think I learned was because I came in as a grad I was obviously you know bottom of the food chain and stuff like that and so what I really learned is that actually everyone should feel valued no matter what they do or where they come from or anything like that I think it is super important that everyone feels valued is heard and their opinions are listened to because just because you come in from somewhere, why should you not be? And mm. yeah, I feel like that's probably, I don't know, I worry that that sounds a bit bratty because it's like, you know, I just came in as a grad, what what do I know and stuff like that. But then I guess I look at it in the other sense and it's like, well, maybe I had these fresh, really optimistic ideas and, and they mm. could have had something pretty cool. I used to think like that too. And I often think back about, because I've spoken a lot about working in accounting and then leaving and how that kind of impacted what my view of working is and all the things that I think could be wrong with the way that sort of works. And I used to think back and think, oh, I'm just being bratty or I don't know anything or I'm being entitled, like I've been given this opportunity and then now I'm saying kind of going against it. Your experience is still valid. doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter your level of experience. and Oh, oh, usually when you're fresh, you're coming in there with no bias, with no like background of being locked into a place. So you have these kind of opinions that have been built on years and years of being in the same place. Like, of course, if someone's going to be somewhere for years and they are unhappy, they're going to think that someone's just being bratty because, you know, they, they've done their time. So the next person should do their time too. And I feel like there was a lot of that sort of attitude, which I'm just not about in the slightest. Like if it was shit for you, why encourage it to be shit for someone else? Like that just is so backwards in my mind, but that's a lot of how the culture goes as well. That is a hundred percent what I struggled with a lot as well. It was a, that entitlement factor thinking like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a fresh squirt sort of why should I like be entitled to this sort of feeling and stuff? But also that really big thing of, well, I grinded for the last 30 years. Now it's time for you to grind. And it's kind of like, 
I don't want to live a life where I work so hard for the next 40 odd years to then retire and, and enjoy the end of my life. Like, why wouldn't I enjoy that with who I'm with now? And like, like I know life can just end just like that. So why would I sit here every day being absolutely miserable, pretending like I'm someone else in the corporate world than I am in my personal life? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you're sitting in the corporate world, just like thinking you're alone in your thoughts, trust us, you're not. Because that was something I noticed when I released my episode about me quitting my job or whatever. It's just an overwhelming amount of people like, oh my God, I've never been able to articulate the way I felt before and you've just done it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is how a majority of us, especially like the younger millennial gen generation Z coming through feel but then no one talks about it because that's, you know, it's always been that way. And that's a classic story for so many different things. And you don't um, want to be but, ungrateful and yeah, all those sorts of things. And the other thing as well, I remember, I'd love to hear if you felt this way or not as well. But I felt a lot, I felt really trapped. Like I felt mm. like I couldn't actually leave this, this job because, yeah. you know, how would life carry on and yeah it was just a whole lot of that feeling of very trapped I guess I didn't even entertain the option of leaving for so long because it wasn't even an option in my head which is so weird to think about now because now that I've done it once and kind of like left you just make the decision and you just do it but when you're in it it feels impossible and like making that decision will be detrimental to everything you do going forward that's how I really felt not only that that's how I felt personally but that's how I was made to feel by other people like you can't leave this early on you need to stick it out for this long I just I really dislike that now because I'm like why would you ever just stick something out for the sake of showing that you can do it yeah it was like it was why why should we have to prove ourselves for for someone else's reason and mm-hmm. and then the other thing I also thought a lot of the time I'll be letting them down if mm-hmm. I leave mm-hmm. but now looking back and it, like I do acknowledge that I'm in a privileged enough privileged enough position that I did have my like income from simple prints that was still pretty consistent and and those sorts of things that I could leave and I do like mm-hmm. acknowledge that that's not everyone has that level of privilege. I think of myself in that time feeling absolutely so trapped, so overwhelmed. I was crying like every day on the way to work. If it wasn't for my awesome mother-in-law, I probably wouldn't have got to work like 90% of the days that I did. Mm. And so I'm really grateful for that. But now looking back, I kind of, I thought, oh, this is going to be a really bad decision. And for the first few months after quitting, I was really thinking like, oh no, what have I done? This is this is not going to be good. But now I'm like, I've got a lot less money, but I am so much happier and I've got a really cool community of women around me and men as well. Just interrupting the episode quickly to chat about our sponsor, The Limitlist. As we know, The Limitlist can help us to avoid food wastage and unnecessary purchases while keeping a balanced lifestyle. Less time being spent planning meals and aimlessly moving around the supermarket means you can put more time towards literally anything else you care about. Memberships start at only $12.99 per month. You can cancel anytime. And remember, if you're keen to try The Limitlist, then use the code 1UP, O-N-E-U-P, to get 50% off your first month. I'll have their website 
in the show notes. Thanks so much again to The Limitless for supporting the podcast. Let's get on with the rest of the episode. Going back to a, a couple of things you were saying previously, you know, with the loss of your mum, Monique, and going into the first lockdown, you're facing so much at that time. But in what way has that experience um, changed the way you approach Simple Studios and life day to day? That life just carries on. That is my biggest fear, right? Losing my mum and not having her anymore. Mm. And then it came true in the middle of a global pandemic, which I'd also never experienced. So it was these two kind of like huge things that I never imagined would have happened, happen. <sighs> That's where I get a bit emotional. But so mum was, she she was an incredibly bubbly person and she was just a really happy and she was just really kind. Obviously mm. I'm a little bit biased, but she was just a really kind, caring person. Mm. Um, but she didn't see herself in the light that a lot of us and people around her saw her as. Mm. And so losing mum really made me prioritise myself, which sounds kind of bizarre, but I I had always lacked a lot of confidence and never really thought that I was kind of good enough and stuff. And I think mum left never, probably never realising how amazing and incredible she was, and especially as a mother for my brother and I, like she... Mm she went over backwards we had an incredibly awesome childhood just she would just make the most fun out of absolutely everything and so definitely losing mum made me realize I need to prioritize myself my mental health my well-being and actually Mm. just really start looking after myself properly and that's I guess now what I do in life and how I do anything how I do everything so that definitely comes through in simple studios and I realized that if I if I'm not my my best version or I can't be happiest in myself then I can't give that to others around me either. It was would have been such a big change but also a quick change to then I guess then implement those ways of thinking into your life. I guess the first year of grief for me and everyone's like journey with grief and experience with grief is like very different but and it still doesn't feel real and I still feel like mum's here which is a pretty nice thing but the first year being in corporate and just the whole environment that I was in was just shocking like I was just Mm. getting by I wasn't living and so then when I finally kind of got myself made the decision of getting out of corporate I actually just sat back and said I'm going to take some time to kind of enjoy time so spent I went and spent time with my brother and and his fiance and like just started connecting again and with people um and just being myself again like I felt like I lost a lot of myself and my confidence Mm. from probably my experiences at um my corporate job halfway through this year I start I actually invested in some personal development um courses and that's been an absolute game changer for me you have mentioned how your mum was your constant source of support and guidance and is there any part of simple studios now that is inspired by her I'd almost say that everything's pretty much inspired by mum her and I used to fight like no tomorrow we butted heads and obviously that used to be something that wound me up quite a bit but now it 
that's the realization that actually we are just very similar. What I do with Simple Studios is in who I am and and what I'm trying to trying to do and hopefully make a good change for women in business and women in the creative industries. I have watched you, you know, your journey sort of develop for a little while now and I've watched you post your first talking stories on Instagram and even jumping on this podcast I'm sure is quite a big thing for you and you've become so much more confident with your online presence which I think is so incredible what contributed to I guess your fear around that and then what um, helps you to overcome it my fear came from a lot of Worrying about doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing or upsetting other people and then also like just in general worrying about what other people might think and mm. I guess because it, it isn't kind of the norm to just quit your, do- quit your job and take a risk and see whether like your idea and what you're passionate about is, is going to work or not. Mm. And so people naturally tend to ask, a lot more questions and I think for a long time I thought that those questions were kind of people interrogating me and kind of being Mm -hmm. like oh she's she's not going to get anywhere with this but now I've realized that they were just genuinely excited and probably themselves wanting to do what I'm doing Mm. I think getting over that fear the biggest thing and what I mentioned just before was when I said like I lost so much confidence from my corporate experience how I was feeling in myself was coming through in Simple Studios. And so because I was sort of lacking confidence in myself, I felt very stagnant. So I had kind of, I'd taken a few months off to be with family. But then after that time, I really got stuck in and I was super excited and like I was trying to do all these things. And and I think like I, I don't have the best patience. So I'm kind of like, why isn't everything happening like super quickly? And all these sorts of things and it just kept going back to down to the fact that I just wasn't backing myself and I just didn't have the confidence to just put myself out there and so a really good friend of mine Ella Brown she had done this course called HPW and so it's an eight-week program for high-performing women mm, I think I've heard of this Bryony McKenzie she's called her yes. business is called Untapped yeah yeah so I would put all my closest friends through that course, I'd put all my family, everyone I love, I, it has been the best thing I have ever done. Wow. And I've now also done her second course, which was a three-month course. So I've done overall like four or so months of self-development, personal development um, courses. And awesome. to give a bit of context, so in the first call, you – are just meeting all these women and then you tell them all the one thing you don't want anyone to know about you <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite a it's a very scary and emotional experience because you've just met all these people but like I now know the women that were in my cohort I know that there's biggest scariest thing and I haven't even met a lot of them in person I was catching up with one of them. She's a lawyer, and so she's done my like agreements for me. We I didn't even know that she was an only child, and it's like that. It was it's kind of like the flipped version of how we normally go about making. Yeah. Things, right. So, yeah, those courses have been like 
incredibly helpful for me and actually sharing my story and just sitting down and talking to the camera was a challenge that they set me within my first course with Bryony and I just remember sitting there crying all day like I recorded this mm-hmm. in the morning the video spent probably over an hour recording like a nine minute video just like absolutely stressing about you know whether I was saying the right or wrong thing and then I spent all day crying saying I couldn't do it like people are just going to think I'm I've absolutely lost a plot and just all these thoughts that are probably very normal and then after I shared it I couldn't believe the support and it's just been the best thing ever. The fact that you spent the entire day upset and then still did it is really incredible. Well, I think it was a lot to do with like the tools that Bryony's courses give you. Like she really gives you cool, tangible tools to kind of like combat your ego and what it's sort of telling you. That's like really cool. It makes me so happy to know that, yeah, that you've just been able to kind of transform how you've done things through a course in your own, like pushing yourself to do that development. It's really it's really exciting if there's like one thing you feel like you took out of those course or a couple of things even that you think other people shouldn't know like what made you just think oh my god I didn't connect these dots earlier I'm enough just as I am like just from being me is good enough but that like that's probably quite a personal thing because that that for me is sort of like my limiting biggest limiting belief I think that's a lot of women's limiting belief as well like it's it's such a common struggle to feel like you know you have to be more just this that whatever it is you just have to be more than what you already are I think also the great the coolest thing about it is that that it's in a community cohort as well and so you know that within that inside that container no matter what you say or do like you are full wholeheartedly supported and everyone in there is there to better themselves right so all they want to do is work on themselves and help you work on yourself everyone has like an aligned reason for being there which Mm. is so important Mm. what are some qualities or intentions that you choose to bring to simple studios every day that you think are key to growing the purpose of your business because I think a lot of us if we're starting a business or a passion project or we're doing something we want to make sure that it has purpose and it continues to bring that every day so for you what do you feel like what qualities or intentions help you bring that to simple studios having a clear vision has really really helped me kind of not lose sight of why I do what I do in the first place Mm -hmm. but also the way I've like got my vision I'm not attached to the outcome of it so Mm -hmm. I think that's been the biggest thing for me. Like I was getting so narrow-minded and set on like one specific path and everything had to be a set way. But just that realisation that um, what will be, will be. Looking at the bigger picture has helped a lot. Definitely my patience has chilled out a little bit. So (laughs) I definitely... Yeah, I I take a step back a lot more than I used to and look at the bigger picture. And I'm in this for the long game and and here to actually make a real change for for us as creative women and how we really begin to, yeah, value ourselves, which we're already doing, but it's a forever 
evolving thing. And then also I've started to really focus on what I'm actually like good at and what I enjoy a lot. And I try, I'm trying to do more of that and then mm. ask for help in the areas that I'm not good at. Um, and yeah, really trying to build or get good at asking for help a lot more. It's a hard one, asking for help. I think like there was something that Sam Stubbs in my episode last week spoke about was like just be shameless in asking for help and I so love that because I think we should be like we shouldn't be afraid to reach out to other people and majority of the time people love helping and love sharing and yeah I think it's so important and what you were touching on around having a clear vision you know starting with why starting with like the reason you're in something is just always going to be key Uh, I know for me with the podcast if that wasn't strong, there's no way in hell I would have been uploading episodes for the last two years without a break. Like there's just no way that would have happened. So I think you're so right in that as well. Um, And would there be any other reminders to people wanting to start their own purposeful kind of venture? Don't do a passion or a venture based on someone else's like, values or things that are important to them like it's very important to do it for yourself Mm. and um why you want to make the change for people Mm -hmm. because we all want to make an impact right um and I think going back to like the money being clear on your money but also don't have the expectation if you're in it for a long long game and you're really there to make a a good impact don't worry about money and um sort of don't have the expectation that you're going to make a lot because it's I think businesses that are successful quickly make a lot of money but they tend to probably fizzle out after a longer period of time yeah like it's funny it's kind of ironic I have a financial literacy and self-development podcast, but I would say money is the last thing I think about when it comes to this. It just doesn't even come into it whatsoever. And I kind of separate me and my money situation and the podcast money situation with like the podcast itself. Like they're just two different things and the podcast is its own, I guess, like special project that I just love working on and would you know go into debt for and I wouldn't even bother me whereas like all I'm doing is talking about (laughs) how to not get into debt so it's kind of ironic but I think that's the that's the fun part of having something you love so much is that you would do anything to keep it going and that's what motivates you to to keep doing it yeah cool and like even just by having them like separate like that that does that give you just like the clarity around it in like general Definitely, like because there's no external, like I'm not making decisions about the podcast based on monetary factors or things like that. I'm making it purely based on the vision and the why that you were talking about. So it's always so genuine and authentic to why I'm wanting to do it, which I love and I I don't think it would work if it was any other way. Yeah, thank you so much, Sam, for your time. I really appreciate um, you coming on. I really appreciate your vulnerability, your honesty, Uh, and yeah it just means so much to have you here to speak about this and I know you would have helped so many people gain clarity on their own situation and hopefully move forward to starting something purposeful for themselves so yeah just thank you so much
Yeah, thank you. It was an awesome, awesome experience. I love watching what you're doing. It's just really important work and it's super cool. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.